And what's happened lately is they've used a sundown uh, law basically to say, hey, we can't, we can't have you drumming. Before it used to be 10 o'clock, now it's sundown. And now what they're doing is they train a lot of their officers who are rookies and have skirmishes lines and have tactical lines just so that they can kick everybody out. Irregardless of that, you cannot have a law that doesn't let people go there. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Uh, guys, it's uh, so good to be back on air. It's, uh, it's been a short week, but it's been a long week. Uh, but I'm glad to be back with you. And you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, Mark Scalia. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And uh, if you'd like to live chat, if you're listening to my voice peak just for a second, second puberty, thank God. Finally. Uh, if you'd like to, um, if you'd like to be a live chatter on mix on uh, on radio, regardless, and you're listening through my website markscalia.com, please feel free to click the box that you're listening to, and it will zip you right over to the broadcasting site, which is mixler m i x l r dot com, and you can sign in using a Facebook address or another email of your choice, and you can now live chat with me and my wonderful guests that are always, always so wonderful to play some of the games and chat with my guests and things like that. So I'm not going to waste a ton of time. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just start it up nice. Let's start with, oh wait, let's start it up with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? When? Just now. We're it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. Right now. It's happening now. That's why it's a happening now monologue. Uh, a couple things, uh, because I'm located in the Salem, Massachusetts area, for those of you listening abroad, <laughs> or, a, a, or a guy, whatever you're listening, it doesn't matter to me, uh, in Revere, Massachusetts, uh, Revere named after Paul Revere, which uh, actually only became a city in, I believe it was like 1902 or 1910, something like that. Before that, it was known as North Chelsea, for those of you playing at home. Uh, my second home, I lived in Revere for, oh my goodness, almost uh, almost seven years. Um, had friends uh, from Revere. My ex fiance is from Revere, still from Revere. And uh, Revere had a tornado. A tornado. I think it was a um if it was a hurricane, they'd call it a cat, but this is like an F E. I think it's like an F E. I think it was an F E two or something like that came through. Um yeah, so Revere. 
Uh, who's listening? Paul's listening abroad. Um, yeah, Brendan, last week we did Batman trivia. And without you, because you weren't around, I still did it. Um, so I was just listening. I'm just reading through that. But yes, we had a... Um, we had a tornado in Revere, and of course, everybody, everybody's now saying, oh, it's climate, it's global warming, global warming, global warming. Let me tell you one thing. This is my belief system. I know that human beings contribute to the ecology because we drive cars and we have pollution and all that stuff, and we do contribute, but every 5, 7, 10, 12, 15,000 years, the Earth undergoes its own little change. The magnetic poles shift a little bit. I knew that because there's a magnetic north and there's a true north. Um, there's volcanoes erupting all the time, spitting out noxious gases. The climate changes on its own. We just happen to be accelerating. So I don't believe in the global warming statement. I do, however, believe in climate change. Um, and they always say, well, that's why the storms are happening more. There's more storms. We don't get tornadoes in Massachusetts. Well, let me prove something to you, non-believers. Massachusetts has had 152 confirmed tornadoes recorded since 1950. Did you know that? 152. And I got that statistic from a weather service. Um, the frequency of the tornadoes, uh, which we average three to four a year, which I did not know that. They still come down. They're just kind of touch and go. Um, is lower than many other states. Other states have higher. But because of our state's, uh, Massachusetts state's large population and density, it's relatively small and, and relatively small land area. The, debt, the deaths per square mile are higher. So more people can be killed in our state because they're... And you know, so tornado alley and all that shit. Tornadoes hit everywhere, and they're not a result of anything except extreme weather, which 152 since 1950. So if you do the math, that's 64 years. Uh, you take the 64. It's it's roughly two to three a year. That's what we get two or three a year. It just so happens that this went through a heavily populated area, but there was one in Hanson, Hanson, Mass. A couple of years ago, a few years ago, killed a bunch of people, destroyed the almost the entire town. Um, there was one up in uh, the Ossipee, Rochester, Dover area that worked a swath clean through. So tornadoes in this area are, they're not that infrequent. They're about as frequent as the rest of the the rest of the United States. So let's not blame this all on, you know, mm, oh, what, what? GOP, no. <laughs> it's not the new math. Yeah, that's whack. And I got wrong kind of thing. Nobody got time for that. Anyway, uh, that's the tornado situation. And speaking of tornado, I want to thank you, my loyal listeners, for one very specific reason. Because tonight <laughs> on the Sci-Fi Channel is the world broadcast, the world television debut broadcast of Sharknado 2. Yes, Brendan. Sharknado 2. And you, my loyal listeners, have said, fuck it. I don't care about Ian Zeering and Tower, Tower, what's Tower, is Tower Reed? I don't know. Tower, not Tower, Donna Reed? I don't know which one is it. Um, but apparently I know about Sharknado 2 
because I go to Subway for breakfast. I love Subway's breakfast. And they have little table tents everywhere. See Jared in Sharknado. <laughs> oh, it's just bad. No, no one's seen the first one. It's it's like a cult thing. It's completely, it's not as good as, um, what is it? The apartment, the door. Oh, the room. That's... <laughs> It's not as bad as that, but um, so that's it. So, Shark, thank you for not watching Sharknado. It is so bad, it's good. Um, and also, I want to talk about this. Uh, I've actually had a, a good week. My weekend was very good ever since the show uh, last week. I did. Uh, I celebrated my 24th year as a stand-up. I got a guest spot at the Kowloon, which I was super psyched about. Um, and I'll go into it a little bit. I'm not going to fully flesh it out because I want to get to other things, but I showed up at the Kowloon, and uh, Michelle Polito up at the Kowloon was very nice, gave me a five-minute spot. I saw a comic, John David, I hadn't seen in almost, I'd say, eight years, easy, um, shooting the shit with him, catching up. Um, and Artie Januario, who was closing the show, uh, walked up to me and said, you'd never guess who's here, my ex-girlfriend. I, I haven't seen her in like 20 years. And I'm like, really? What is she doing, stalking you? Yeah, he goes, yeah, you want to meet her? I go, yeah. I walk over, and it's not his ex-girlfriend. It's actually mine. It's my ex-girlfriend, who I have not seen in over 20 years. And it's very ironic because I started dating her about the same time I started doing stand-up. And there was a joke I did about her. And, Paul, you're going to laugh about this because Paul knows the joke. Um it was our first date and I wrote a joke about it. And this is how the joke goes. Cause this actually happened. She came to the car and this was early nineties was like 91, maybe even 92. Um, she came to the car, big hair, shoulder pads. <laughs> and you know, not like the football player esque. And some of you younger people won't remember that you little bitches. Anyway, she came to the car and she's wearing a polka dotted shirt with these big, huge polka dots. And there's black and yellow and red. So I look at her and I go, oh, you want to play Twister? And I, I reached out and I squeeze and I go right hand blue. And she hauls off and punches me and says, left eye black. And that was, it was kind of the joke because it was kind of happened. But since she was in the audience, I did that joke. Um, so it was good. And I only, I only had five minutes anyway. So I got that little quick joke in, which was great. Got a huge pop. Huge, which was like, oh my God, that joke hadn't got a laugh in forever because I haven't done it in forever. And then the next night uh, at the Polish Political Club in Chelsea, uh, there was a huge benefit for Joe Yanetti, who's actually, uh, he's got a form of throat cancer. So there were almost 200 people there. Uh, food shot up. Uh, Vinny's, I forget Vinny's last name, but this guy Vinny who does it at a catering restaurant in Somerville showed up with all the food. Um, we're loading all the food in. I acted like the caterer. I'm moving food around. People are eating. I'm switching out plates. I had a great time. Lenny Clark was there. Tony V. Um, and I'm in, like, we're in the back alley. We're just smoking cigars, shooting the shit. Um, and I realized I was in that clique. I was in that, and I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten that. I have that kind of investment in the community. And it was nice to have that. So I've been feeling good um, and still working. And, and this week is a little slow, which is good. I get to catch up a little bit. Um, I want to also bring up the fact that I've, I've talked about it uh, last week, but my short stories are actually coming together really nice. And you guys get to get, you're going to get to hear that and the narration because our one year anniversary is coming up in a few weeks. So hopefully I can do all the Foley for those because it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, and speaking of converting sto short stories, um, you know, to the air, I actually, 
I spend a lot of time at the movies. I go to like my Fridays, my thing. Paul, who's a, a wonderful guy and loyal listener, who has his own show, The Paul Report, which I'll tell you a little bit about. But that he did give me a promo. He did give me a promo so I could play it, but I'll put it anyway. Um, his uh, his show is up there. But we used to always go because when he uh, was unemployed <laughs> and I don't work days, Fridays would be the movie day, and I like to go first. Movie comes out on Thursday night premiere. And then I go to the first showing on a Friday. There's not a lot of bodies in the room, which I totally dig. I pay six twenty-five or six fifty for a movie. Boom, bang, boom. I'm out, and I get to do stuff for the rest of the day. Last Friday, yes, I, I know I miss Friday movies with you too, man. Last Friday, I went to go see Lucy, uh, which is the Scarlett Johansson movie. Um, and I will tell you this: I've written four short stories. Lucy was a combination of all my four short stories, which were amazing. Um, and I would, I'm totally going to go see Lucy again, or at least, uh, try to download it from a torrent, but you didn't hear that here, FCC. Um, but I went to go see Lucy and I got there late cause my wife had a car issue. So I got there just about when the previews start and they put it in this tiny little theater. There was like no seats. I'm like, ah, shit. So I walked across the hallway. Uh, yes. What looks, what looks good. Let me see that before I go. Oh, that looks good. Oh, yes, Lucy. Yeah, it's very good. I thought it was very good. So I went to go see it, and it was like one seat, and I'm like, I don't want to sit staring up at a screen. So I walked across the aisle, and I saw Hercules. Hercules, 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 Hercules. And uh, with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, and that was very good. And there was, uh, I double dipped that day, my friends. Actually, I didn't. I went out for popcorn, and then I actually bought another ticket for Lucy. And I spent most of the day at the theater, which was really cool. Um, cause I like going to the movies then cause it's not, I'm telling you, it wasn't a lot of people. Uh, and of course this Friday, uh, guardians of the galaxy comes out the last, the last movie in phase two before Avengers age of Ultron comes out. Uh, and I'm a total geek when it comes to that. So I'm totally digging on, uh, Friday's guardians of the galaxy. So that's been my, my, uh, my week. So instead of talking about my week, let's talk about this week in movie history. This week in movie history. All right. This is where I go through, and I can only do this for another few weeks, so I'm going to miss this part. I'll have to do this day in movie history. Or I can do an actual day in history. I don't know. I'll work it out. But uh, I gotta. I like. I miss. Gonna miss. Gonna miss. Gonna miss the bit. Uh, this week in movie history. This week in 1873, Frank Miller and his gang arrive in Hadley Field, Arizona, and are all killed by a former sheriff. And do you know that sheriff's name? That sheriff's name was Will Kane. And it's from the movie. See if you know the movie. Do you know the movie? Ah, 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 ah. It's from the movie High Noon. <laughs> There's like a minute and a half. I tried to cut it down, but there's so many good gunshots. Uh, and this week, in 1980, 1980, a certain, a certain wizard was born. Certain wizard. Good luck. Harry Potter. This week, Harry Potter was born. 
Uh, right, good. That's Harry Potter. And this week, <laughs> yes, there you go. Uh, this week in 1985, Robbie times Sammy when he practices driving a limo for Julia and Glenn's wedding. Of course I'm going to hire him. Not only is he your best friend, but he's the only limo driver in town. Yeah, I just like having fun with him. Anyone guess the movie? You better move it, man. There it is. You're not going to make it. <laughs> Karen and I quoted this movie so badly when we uh, when we got married. You hit two cones. <laughs> Those could have been people. Those could have been guests at her wedding. What were they? They were cones. <laughs> uh, they were cones. And in this week, in 2009... Phil, Stu, and Alan wake up and discover that Doug is missing in Las Vegas, California. Control yourself. God damn, will you put on some pants? Phil, do not go in the bathroom. Al, just calm down. Phil, there is a tiger in the bathroom. What's going on? There's a jungle cat in the bathroom. Okay. okay I'll, check, I'll, check, I'll, I'll check it out. Be careful. Don't, don't. Oh, hey, holy hey. fuck. He's not kidding. There's a tiger in there. No, there isn't. Yeah. It's bitch. Gigantic. You okay, buddy? No, I'm in so much pain right now. God damn. <laughs> You're right. The hangover super yay. I know. Phil, they have my credit card downstairs. I'm so screwed. I mean, how, how does a tiger get in the bathroom? He almost killed me. <laughs> hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find it a little weird. I have to ask twice. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I'd get some. Uh, I, there were only a few. A lot of this. Uh, actually, this week in movie history, not as exciting as I thought it would be. So what I figured I'd do, because you, my loyal, my loyal, loyal audience, uh, is always here, and I'm going to do something that I've never done before because I'm, I'm catching up on stuff. I want you guys to play a very special game, and usually I play the promo for this um, during the break, and I only play it with my guests, but you guys are going to get to play Sounds Like Sax to me. Yeah! Yeah, this is where I play a saxophone solo, because saxophones are not being used that often. And you guys have got to guess the actual song that the saxophone is featured in. Um, you have to guess the song and the artist. It's going to get a little easier uh, uh, because you guys are all listening. And you can Shazam it, but don't cheat. See if you can know it. So uh, we are we are live. Uh, let's see. We have... Uh, Four online listeners, uh, Brendan, Kim, Paul, and Jason. Uh, let's see if you... Oh, and then my lovely wife just so happened to pop on. So I'll tell you what. See who the best person is. See if you know this song, everybody. That used to be the old theme song, by the way, and I've mentioned it a bunch of times. Does anyone know that? Oh, do you know it? Come on, audience. 
This one's kind of tough. I may just give it to you because it's way too tough. That used to be our own theme. Nope, nobody? Nope. All right. That was the Michael Stanley band, He Can't Love You, used to be our theme song. Here we go, guys. He can't love you like I love you. Just let me prove it to you. He can't love you like I love you. Check out the video. It is fucking hysterical. All right, that was a gimme. Nobody got it, so of course. Okay, moving on. Yeah, we got to move on because you guys, you guys. Anyway, uh, this one you guys get. First person to get it gets the uh, good one, gets the good sound. I know you're going to get this. No, it is not the heart of rock and roll, Kim. Oh, that was the previous one, I think. So uh, let's say anybody. Anybody. It's hip to be square. It is. It uh, It was. And Brendan, you should have known that. You should have known that. Yes. Everybody. Come on, everybody. Hit, hit. So hit the B square. Hit. And just and just for Brendan. Just for Brendan. Quick little segue. You like Huey Lewis in the news? <laughs> okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. Chris, he's fucking awesome in this. Here we go. <laughs> he's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. Hey, Alberstrom. Yes, Alan? Why are there copies of the style section all over the place? Do you, do you have a dog? A little chow or something? No. <laughs> No, Helen. Is that a raincoat? Yes, it is. <laughs> In 87, Huey released this. Yeah. His most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. His best move. Most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should. Because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul. All right, that's, <laughs> I could watch that segment a dozen times. I just love that part. All right, on to the games. Uh, uh, Brendan, let's see, who was the first one to get that? Let's see, that was, uh, ooh, ooh, Paul got that first. Paul, guess what you get? You know this game, sax man. You do, you do know this game. But how about this one? Do you know this one? 
I think my wife will know this one. Massachusetts resident. Massachusetts resident singing that song. I actually have his greatest is. Oh, my wife got it. And who sings it, sweetheart? Quick. Who sings it, Karen? Who sings it? James Taylor. Here you go. You know this game sucks. It's, yes. Everybody sing it. How sweet it is to be loved by you. A by you. I want to be loved by you. <laughs> I don't know. Am I on a delay? I don't think I'm on a What he says, it's like jelly, baby. I don't understand what that means. All right, that's a freaky thing. All right, we get it. We kind of get it. Love is nice. Okay, moving on. <laughs> this is an oldie, but a goodie. See if you know this one. Very tricky. Remember, you need the song and the band. Yep, and now the band, Karen. Karen's downstairs, so she can't be cheating. She's not cheating. It is Shotgun and the name of the band, which you're Googling right now, which I know you are. <laughs> you're all Googling it. Booker T. No. Nope. Nope. It's not Booker T. It, wa- it is J. It's Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Karen got it right. Look at that. Game sacks, man. Karen is killing it tonight. And tonight, oh, so far, Karen is the leader. Karen is the leader. Let's see. Yes, Karen got two. Uh, Paul, you got one, didn't you? Yeah, Paul got one. Nobody got the first one. Nobody got Michael Stanley band. But Paul got Hugh Lewis in the news. Karen got James Taylor and uh, Jay, Junior Walker in the All-Stars. But see if Paul can tie Karen for this one. Yeah. Nineteen eighty-nine. You better grab that someone special and hold them <laughs> and put them. Hey, Paul! Hopefully, <laughs> you have to be square again. So, who knows that one? Who knows that was? That's pretty easy, Karen. You got to get this one now. Maybe Kim will get this one. No, nope. I don't know. Was he? That's the problem with playing this game on the on the delay. It takes like forever for somebody to just say what it is. You want to play it again? I don't need to play it again, do I? You're just catching up now, I would imagine. Let's see. Want to play it again? Yeah. Kill a little time. Here we go. Yes. I'm on a delay. Yeah. But I've been, I've played it. Even if I'm on a delay, it's been, I've been. You know, I've been vamping for like 30 seconds there. Somebody's got to have that. Do you want me to re... I can't reboot the signal. Let's see. No, I've been... Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm still broadcasting. We're broadcasting live. I'm still broad... There we go. See? I told you. I'm still broadcasting. Switch to the computer to the phone. How sweet it is. Let's see. One week I'm getting these things. Can't see my answers right away. I said Whitney Houston. Saving all my love for you. Was that... Was that what it was? Oh, it was. Yeah, 
Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Too soon? <laughs> you know this game sucks, There we man. go. All right. Karen is the official winner of the Sounds Like Sax to Me. And I know that I'm probably uh, on a delay. I don't know. I mean, it's not that I'm on a delay. There's everything on a delay. Uh, <laughs> Whitney Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's too soon. It's No, fuck it. It's not too soon. It's been like two years. Uh, we can move on. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to listen to our wonderful guest joining me. You might have known, uh, noticed the name of the show. It's it's um, Mark and Greg Bogus's journey. I think I, I don't know what it is. I forget the name of the show. Um, yes, it's Mark and Greg Bogus because on my uh, who is joining. Oh, no, I didn't say anything about the peach thing. My wife was actually picking uh, peaches yesterday up in New Hampshire. And uh, when she was picking peaches, apparently a branch, got a, it was like <laughs> she uh, she was picking peaches. And uh, a peach uh, fell down and uh, hit her in the nose. <laughs> so she had to put, she had to put all the, uh, I don't know, the ice she had to put ice down there. So, oh, uh, here it is. This is, I think I got a clip of it. I, I, yeah, I actually do have a clip. So she was picking, uh, she was picking, um, peaches. Just like this. What do you think you're doing? We've been walking a long ways and I was hungry. Did you say something? She was hungry. She was hungry. Well, how would you like to have someone come along? Come along, Dorothy. You don't want any of those apples. Hmm. Are you hitting my apples on what they ought to be? Oh, no. It's just that she doesn't like little green worms. Oh, no. <laughs> and then she got hit in the face with an apple. That's what. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break and when we come back. You're going to join me and my guest, Greg Bogus, a phenomenal comedian of the uh, the New England area. You are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. From 1981 to 1992, saxophone usage and songs were 9 out of 10. However, since 1993, modern-day songs featuring saxophones have decreased 87%. Because of this, most of today's saxophones have been abandoned, and some, homeless. At United Saxophone Usage of America, we provide songs for saxophones. We have made substantial progress, but we need your help. For just pennies a day, you can help these instruments desperately in need. Meet Kenny. He used to be a very popular sax and even made it into concert halls in multiple countries and in dozens of songs. Falling on tough times, he performs in adult films. Thanks to your contributions, he is playing in the rendition of Greece for the Robin Kowalski Middle School. Our mission at USUA is to get saxophone usage back to what it was over two decades ago. Please give to the United Saxophone Usage of America, because we can all use a little more sax. When you watch cable TV, sometimes there's nothing good on. And when there's nothing good on, 
you get bored. And when you get bored, yada, 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 yada. And Nazis come and rape your grandchildren. Don't let Nazis rape your grandchildren. Get rid of cable and upgrade to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And I will be calling my uh, my wonderful comedic guest right now. Let's see if this works. He doesn't have a Skype account. I got to actually call him. How 90s. <laughs> Is the caller there? Hello? Greg Bogus. How are you, my friend? Scalia. Yes, I'm good. We're having some laughs here on the uh, other end, so we we're very glad that you could join us uh, live Excellent. on the Radidio. So glad to be here. So uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, tell our listening audience who you are and what you do for this uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the lovely the lovely uh, Greg I, Bogus. I do very little. Uh, <laughs> I am uh, uh, Greg Bogus. I'm a stand-up comic actor, uh, writer, uh, author. I just do that. And I don't even know what the hell that means. Author? Um, <laughs> I don't even know. A-U-T-E-R or something. Like <laughs> oh, author. Author, no. Are you author? author. I, I'm, really, I'm, not, I'm not an author. I've, never, I've written a couple of letters to the editor. Uh, plenty of uh, plenty of notes in the uh in Yahoo News. <laughs> oh, okay. You're not you're not like cutting out clippings and then taping them or pasting them no, to a regular. I do, <laughs> I do not have I do not have a room with all the uh, all the windows covered with uh, black cloth and, and string uh, it's, it's string <laughs> connecting <laughs> pictures to pictures. <laughs> Aluminum foil string. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful mind or a wonderful waste. It's one of the two. <laughs> so, Greg, we've known in, we've known each other for, and I was trying to figure this out. I'm not sure how long we've known each other. It's probably close to what, 15 years? Yeah, I would say so. I'm trying to think of when when I first met you. I'm not really sure. One of the first Where? gigs that we actually did was at the, and you're gonna you're gonna remember this. The what was that? The Lobster Pound. Oh, the lo- Oh, okay. All right. So, so I think that was actually that was actually my first booked paid gig. Yeah. It was with the backdoor lounge, otherwise known as the, the lobster. <laughs> it was the backdoor lounge, otherwise known as the lobster something. The lobster pound. It was the lobster pound restaurant. Yep. And it was the back backdoor lounge. Yes. I've had you know, <laughs> jokes about that for years about. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, working the backdoor lounge. Yes, and know? I was. I remember being still in good shape at the time because I think I was dancing after the show. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I took my shirt off. <laughs> it had to be yeah, a long was, fucking time ago. The booking agent was Mark Harrington. Oh my god! Oh my! Right? Was it really? Yeah. Holy! It was. Jump. Yeah. So he was. He was. You know, for anybody there's no comedy booking there. There's they're just kind of just like comics. There's kind of there's people that kind of come and go. And he was. You know, I, I, I really don't know much about him. But kind of nice, nice little guy. Nice little young guy. Which yeah. is, You know was becoming a comedy booker and so he was just booking this this hell room in, in Raymond, Maine, which is near uh what the hell is the lake? Sebago. It's, it's a bagel lake. 
bagel. <laughs> Bagels and lobsters. Yeah, bagel. It's a bagel. <laughs> um, and uh, and so and so it was just this hellish kind of uh, bar in the back of this, you know, you know, kind of like a lobster shanty, basically. Yeah. And uh, and 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 the admission, it was like it was a fun drive kind of a thing. Said the thing in like a a can of fucking peas or something like that. So. I remember him. Kind of shows always creeped me out because it was just like the people investing, basically, you know, getting rid of some, you know, dented botulism soaked fucking spam <laughs> in their in their cabinet that they've been looking to get rid of for years. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's it's, it's leaking some black shit. Let's get rid of this. <laughs> so that was the admission of the show. <laughs> if you had black, if you had oh. black lobster. Yeah. So you was it was it what, did you headline or was Julie Bauer on the show? Or, oh my God! Geez, it was. It might I have think been. She Ju- was. I. I think I opened you featured in Julie Barr headline. Yeah. Oh my god. I'll tell you what, I'm actually now that I'm super curious, I'm gonna I'm gonna type in it. Was it so it's L O B S T E R. And I don't I don't think it's there anymore. I think it's you know, it's it's now whatever, the crab shanty or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's some the, other, you know It's a bagel generic. place. It's bagels <laughs> on Sebago. <laughs> some other generic name, you know, the 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 the, the clam roll <laughs> The don't put it in your mouth line. Uh, yeah, so that was it. So that was very early in my comedy career when I met you. You know, that was like my first. I got paid 10 bucks for that gig. I remember writing that down, 10 bucks. Really? And that was, you know, there was Sebago Lake in Maine, so it was about a, you know, about a three-hour drive. So uh, that was clearly uh, not a uh, not a winning uh, a winning gig as far as making money. <laughs> the previous gig before that, the one that I first, the first gig I got paid at, was uh, Westerly, Rhode Island for Butch Bradley. And who the hell was the guy that he oh worked with? Oh, my God. Do you remember? Anyway, anyhow, I got nine bucks for that. I Actually, <laughs> I just looked it up in my comedy database. That was, you want to you freak out? The first, oh, time, the first time we did it was Sunday, November 26th, 1995. Raymond wow. Maine, I paid $80 cash, and the name of his company was Coastal Comedy. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Ron Harrington. That's so funny. That was a long 94? time. Ninety four. Ninety five. Ninety five. So that's just under twenty years ago. You know, I'm pretty good at this math shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no wait. Tw- uh, yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Twenty. Holy Jesus. Yeah, really. That's, oh that's my god. Horrifying. Well, I just I just just telling the listeners that I celebrated my. Uh, my 24th year as a stand-up comic. Oh, what is this? Wow. Uh, Kim Santo just says, oh, I was my I was in my senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. the bad news is I'm still booking $10. <laughs> 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 you, know, I'm still driving oh. to Raymond Maine for 80 bucks. That's what's happening. <laughs> so that's funny, man. That long ago. Gee, so yeah, I've known you for a very long time. And, and uh, so that was just we were just stand up sad and we branched off into you know you're enormous in the radio I'm enormous into the uh, cosplay. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm big into. Are you uh, big in co- Are you cosplaying it? Are you really? I am right now. I'm uh, dressed up as uh, I don't know, but man, <laughs> the guy from Shins List. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in girth. <laughs> Is that his name? The, the, the sniper dude, the horrible guy who, who lived in the concentration camp. You know, I've had this conversation before. I've never seen the movie Schindler's List. Oh, it's it's very very it's it's, it's a travesty. I mean, you know, it's it's incredibly it's incredible cinematography, an incredibly well told story. But it's just 
you know, if you want to, if you want inside the, you know, a affirmation that, you know, despite the fact we all know lovely, wonderful, talented, great individual human beings, human beings when they're in groups are you tend to really just be horrible. <laughs> yes, and yes. That's, and that's just an affirmation of that. But just. You know, and it's you know, it just. I think. Uh, I think Tommy Lee. I think Tommy Lee Jones said it best in Men in Black. Uh, a person is smart. People are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Paul right. asked me. Paul asked me a quick question. Where was I, September sixth, nineteen ninety one? Paul, the answer would be I was at the Madhouse in uh, in Marshfield, Mass. By the way, uh, who booked that? Uh, Dave Picardi booked that. Oh, I, I got it before me. Yeah, Dave Riccardi actually dropped out in, uh, I think, like, 95, 96. Uh, um, yeah. So, now, right. now you you still been doing at it. you still been going at it. You do you used to do a ton of print work. You still do print work? I haven't done a lot of that. I, really, I think I've kind of fallen out of that orbit because I haven't uh, ponied up a, a couple hundred bucks to, to get on databases for a bunch yeah. of agencies. <laughs> And that's kind of where it's at. That you know, it's not. You know, I believe that headshots that get sent to place to go immediately to a shredder. You know, the the, the, the mail conveyor must just go right to a fucking shredder. They're still uh, using paper just, headshots. You know what I mean? Because they just don't do that anymore. Right. And so I still, you know, I mean, I've got whatever. I'm going to obviously digital presence and all that. I'm not. I'm not a you know a caveman. But you know, it's just one of those kind of things where I just haven't got, quite gotten around to. Getting that, you know, I, I don't even think I'm on Boston Casting's digital database yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, and it's just a matter of, 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 you know, pulling my thumb out of my ass and then uh, putting it on a keyboard and, and you know, punching in the information. But, you know, <laughs> it's very, it's very comfortable in my ass. <laughs> it's a good place for it. Excellent. <laughs> you excellent, <laughs> excellent thumb to ass ratio, which is worth. Yes. Yes. So, are and you I'm doing any more acting work? I know you're doing it. You're still doing a ton of stand up. How about the, how about the acting? Any... Yeah, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I've been still doing some acting. I, I, I went to that 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 big casting call for Ted Two there. Um, and uh, if you didn't see, there's a, there's a couple of good uh, photo essays on the Ted Two casting. Uh, I think in like Boston.com, and there was just one of the things they were looking for were people with you know in character. So it was you know again it was literally you know you know. Seven thousand, five thousand people, yeah. you know, and half of them were in costumes. <laughs> everything, everything from you know, a few hundred pound guy with a you know pink tutu and a guitar to you know some incredible uh, you know homemade uh, Bane and, and Batman costumes. To- oh, Batman! You always know it's good, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like Michael Caine and Sean Connery had a child, Batman. Nick, <laughs> Michael Caine. Mark cocaine. You can say his name. You say the words "my cocaine." My, very silly. My cocaine. My <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's weird. There's, there's I, a whole school of British like performers and actors that do all you know, like every like Michael Caine throughout the years. You know what I mean? Because his accent kind of changes. And John mm-hmm. Connor throughout the years. Yeah, it was I do, everybody. I, I the only guy I could do was, was, was the female old woman from Monty Python. Stan! <laughs> you want some Stan? No, 
everyone's got a bad voice, Craig. I'm going to pull away from the microphone for that one. Uh, and so I did, I worked at an extra for a movie called Spin the Plates, an independent uh, New Hampshire one. Um, yeah, I heard about that. Tell, tell me about that, because I, I know very, very little about it. But uh, was Becky Dennis in that? You know, I don't know. I, I don't know who the principals were. Um, the director was a guy, what the heck was his name? Eric Eastman, I think. Kind of a distinguished looking guy with, a, you know, like a nice, nice uh, big uh, kind of a mountain man beard. Uh, apparently it was um, a, it was a uh, book, I think. Right, and, and so I think that the producer, like, it was the producer's wife, I think, wrote the book, and I think that was my gleaning of it. So I don't know much about. I haven't read the book. Don't really know much about the production. And I was, you know, just just an extra on a bus for a couple of hours on, on uh, not this past month, but the Monday prior. Um, and so I did that. Um, uh, did a few auditions. Uh, uh, worked on. Uh, there's a, there's a, a cable show uh, out of Portsmouth, Portsmouth Public Media, called Indies Rising, um, put on uh, by Sweaty Turtle Productions. Um, by, I'm sorry, by who? Sweaty Turtle Productions. Sweaty right Turtle? The, uh, yeah, that's the name. And I did hear uh, you right. <laughs> and like, yes, yeah. And it's uh, Rick turtle. Dumont, and, uh, and it's basically about uh, you know up-and-coming entertainers. Uh, so I've done some writing for that, a uh, little bit of on-camera uh, stuff, and then uh, and actually I was a camera operator for for uh, the uh, four or so episodes that been shot. So that was kind of fun. Nice, you know, working that particular angle, you know, being like, almost like a you know a PA and a, uh, a production assistant and a uh, and a camera operator. And you know, I was I was kind of stunned at how relatively simple the camera operation is. I mean. Obviously, there's you know a lot to, to learning it, knowing uh, mm-hmm. more about it. But kind of the the real you know nuts and bolts are pretty pretty simple. It's kind of a you know a stationary studio camera, and you know one side is kind of you know the, the up and down tilt, yeah, back and backward forward tilt, and then in, in like a zoom zoom in zoom out and a, and a focus. And it was pretty you know just kind of neat and watching how that. You know, you had three different, four different cameras, and so the the, the director, the, the the program director, or show yeah. director, would say, "Go to this camera." And I'm like, oh, that's how it works. You're not always shooting from all the cameras. He's finding what camera has the best thing, and then goes to that. And then, you know, somebody starts to nod off, and the you know the camera starts to move, <laughs> so they cut away from him and yells at him to the headset, "Hey, wake up over there, fuckhead!" I uh, I actually was a member of uh, Wakefield Community Cable for a while. And uh, no, I actually did some. Not want to brag. No, <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned community, you know, community cable. Uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I but think it's community cable is an awesome thing. It's it's know? totally awesome because uh, I yeah. mean, I, I actually got to call, you know, because to me, I mean, I'm a I'm more of a director at this point. So I mean, I would be in the uh, I would be in the studio, and I'd see that you know the all the cameras, and I go, okay, uh, go to one, one, push in two, two, give me a close up, cut away, you know, and you you're doing all the live directing, and it's so fucking cool, man. It's just yeah. so cool. Who is, this? is this Mark Scorsese? Scors- no, I said no to Scorsese three times. I won't work for the man. I won't work for the man. And as far as the standup goes, man, you're you're burning it. You're doing all right, aren't you? Yeah, you know it's 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 uh, it's a changing business, you know. So mm. the business model has changed an awful lot. There's a ton more, you know, just like open mic showcases and really, you know, no money and low money shows. Um, so you can get stage time, but but you know the, the you know getting 
good solid stuff, you know, that pays is, is a little bit more of a, of a stretch. You know, you, you look at Boston and, you know, the, the, the number of clubs that they have in Boston, I think there's Knicks and Dick Doherty's and, and that's kind of it. There's a studio over in Cambridge. There's Laugh Boston, you know, uh, that's just, you know, uh, getting off the ground. But that's, you know, and then a ton of, you know, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, 60 comic uh, yeah. uh, in the crowd and, and 60 comics on a stage show. Well, there's a, <laughs> after know? I... Uh... And, not knocking, and, and not knocking those, you know, in and of themselves. I think it's obviously an important part of the business, but yeah. it, it seems a little bit top-loaded on those now, and, and that makes it tough to make. Well, after I had uh, after I left the Polish political club in Chelsea on Sunday after the big benefit, um, there was a it was technically a sign up showcase, uh, you know, open mic down in Quincy. And it was like, you know, Sunday night, I got nothing going on. I went down there and I saw a ton of guys and I saw it. Well, there was only one female comic, but everybody else was guys. But kids, man, fucking kids. But so much talent in the room. Yeah, how fucking old you are. Yeah. Uh, getting, and, uh, you know, and, and because you're starting to see that, or at least I'm noticing that with crowds, you're like, oh, yeah, this is definitely like a demographic here where, you know, a, a Gilligan's Island joke or something like that is, you know, oh, well, yeah, I think yeah. I might have seen it on, uh, you know, fucking Nickelodeon <laughs> or, you know, one episode of it, you know, 20 years ago. It's like TV replay. Like <laughs> <laughs> My TV. Yeah, you can't um, even get it on Hulu. You can't. <laughs> you can't watch Gilligan's Island on Hulu. I don't understand. Right. right. <laughs> so yeah, so it is interesting, kind of being you know living through uh, whatever. I guess either being you know in company long enough to watch you know watch as uh, as crowds change and all that, and so suddenly oh my God, yeah. you know used to used to look at the crowds and say, oh good, you know you know they're a little bit older, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're right around my fucking age. <laughs> well, when I did uh, I on on that show on Sunday, I did. Uh, I, I do a joke about um, going to fertility clinic and I got, I mean, I got a couple laughs, but there were all comics in the room. But when I went, Oh, you know, I got to have kids and stuff like that. They're looking at me like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, it was like a set from Brian fast from 92. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing relatable. And I went, I oh, probably should have done a bunch of new shit. Tonight. He couldn't listen to Brian fast. could be listening to the show right now. And, in one of those rooms full of, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, I would love it. I would love it if Brian, Fa- I would love to bump into him at this point. I have not seen him. Any, nobody's seen him. Nobody's seen him in 20 no. years. Well, it is kind of weird. There is like this weird, like, you know, another world where former <laughs> comics go. You know what I mean? Because they're like, don't ever want to be seen as like, saying, yes, I, I just couldn't fucking cut it anymore, so I quit. Well, you know, Todd Todd Park, a lot of the guys that uh, I started with, Todd Park is out in L.A. Now he's got a wife and uh, I think three kids. Um, he still does it occasionally. But he still does art too, right? Yeah, he's. I think he's music or something. I, I don't know what he's doing. But, doesn't, he, you doesn't know, he do like painting? Didn't he do like Rodney Prince's album cover? Oh, I don't know. Oh, he might have. I, so. I, think, I think he's a painter. But actually, I was talking to uh, John David because he was at the Kowloon, and he goes, he goes, David. He, goes, he goes, fucking Sparky Schneider. Jesus Christ. That fucking guy. He comes up. He's like, he's crazy, that guy. <laughs> and I was like, when when John David says that somebody's crazy, you got to kind of take it. You got to kind of fucking, you got to listen to that. Yeah, I think I think Sparky, I think Sparky was kind of in, into like, uh, I don't know if I said that, uh, 
I don't know, like, uh, it's not Satanism, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, maybe yeah, like, yeah, he's Lord very, of the Rings kind of yeah, shit or something like that. You know, it was kind of, kind of an interesting. Yeah, there's a huge difference between cosplay and then what Sparky does. He's like, he's in like black eyeliner and he's like, he's got, you know, chickens right. hanging upside down in his fucking Facebook picture cover. <laughs> it's, it's just not, it's like, uh, yeah, so somewhere uh, at some point there, like the goth lifestyle, well, yeah, like if you're still no, goth and you're in your 40s, there's a huge... There's no, 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 60s. I'm in my 40s and I'm goth. I'm like the shit off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wear black. It's kind of funny. Like, I, I made it through the 80s without a mullet, so... Oh, shit. I, I... I made it through the 80s without a mullet or a parachute pants. Really? Because throwback, yeah. throwback Thursday's tomorrow, and I still I put up my original headshot, which is fucking mullet heaven 101. Oh, really? Oh, my God, yeah. Yep, uh, Z Cavaricis and... Uh, Keep uh, this man away from the lathe. Yep, oh. I had my, uh, my, my puffy leather jacket, my huge oh. shoulder pad. You know the cross. It was like a, it was like a double-breasted leather coat. Oh. It oh, was fucking God. awesome, dude. I was styling. The clothing style. Yeah. Were you know, if my wife wasn't on, I would tell you about all the ass um, that I <laughs> that I wanted to get and never. Did. I do notice <laughs> this summer that kind of like the weird like high-waisted shorts are back with a younger woman there, and that was kind of like an '80s style there. Yeah. Like hot you know. pants, almost. Yeah, they're hot pants, but they they also had like the weird, you know, button up over the gut kind of a thing, which is. I don't oh know, yeah. So they yeah. get the lower ponch under. Those. Yeah, it's a ponch under yeah. the. <laughs> it's a ponch under the belt right. line. Exactly. Oh wait yeah. a minute! Why would you say that to me? Why would you make me remember that? <laughs> yeah, because because I uh, that's part of my job is to <laughs> help people relive tragic tragic parts <laughs> of their life in the world. <laughs> so well, what else what else you got going on you you still didn't what's hold on paul just wrote noise mark i can talk about all the ass you got i'm not contractually obligated to not talk about i didn't nice. i didn't i didn't get i was a very late bloomer and by late bloomer i mean like 30 <laughs> right yeah right. i mean yeah, i was me too. i uh i still haven't lost my virginity yet <laughs> even with the right. ass and even with the finger the thumb and the ass that counts. Oh, oh that's right. okay, Does that I count? So, that's uh, penetration. That's hold on a second. <laughs> Let me check the plug. Oh. Uh, you know something? We should probably go to a break on that note. Check, check I'll tell you please. what. Uh, Greg, let's uh, <laughs> let's go to our uh, second break. When we come back, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a quick little game with you, and I think you're gonna be very good at it. But we'll see, ladies and gentlemen. Let's you see. you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I was just trolling through the internet and all of a sudden this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes and where she lives. It was actually really cool. And that's when I discovered Incestry.com. Visit Incestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. 
Hi, this is Steve Scarfo, and you are listening to Radio Irregardless on Wednesday at 9, where apparently only a GED is necessary to broadcast on the Internet. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. And joining me via the phone is Greg Bogus. And uh, a lot of our listeners are feeling a little awkward on that last line. So, <laughs> oh, Sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's we'll, fine. Uh, no, I brought it up. I brought it up. Okay. And then I played the incest commercial. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's quite the I'm sorry, incest, Incestry. Incest is a little making everybody uncomfortable, but Incestry.com is a very funny <laughs> <laughs> so Greg, here's a game so, that I've only again. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, I just wanted to give you a quick question about the about the title of your show. Uh, sure. You ever, do you ever go? Do you have to go over that with all of your guests? Uh, no, no, you just, no, no. Some people ask about it, but some. I mean, that, I mean that's obviously. Yeah, I mean, anybody you know with a whatever you know. So uh, some people have actually had a huge problem with it. Don't understand that that's one of those words that's it's it's. Doesn't really exist. <laughs> it it doesn't. It doesn't exist. Well, it does exist, but it's it the does same. Exist. Right, right, right. It's it's a, it's it's a it, what is it a bastardized word or was it a malapropism or something like that? It, uh, it's, it's, I think the correct uh, term would be it, it's more of a colloquialism that has kind of uh, found its way through. Um, it was just a regional colloquialism, and then it kind of changed around. Um, was it that was it in New England colloquialism? It it actually originated uh, in print. In the and uh, I think like the eighteen seventies or something like that, really? and it was originally yeah. Well, most people were in New England in eighteen seventies, so I guess it started here, and then it was right. uh, then it got used in a, a radio show in the twenties. So, but it, I, you know, I got in this debate with somebody. They're like, you know, you shouldn't use, like, a couple of the people have been like, what, what are you doing? Don't use that word. It's not a good word. It's not a good, it's, it's people are using it wrong. It's not even a word. I go, I go, what are you talking about? They go, it's a made up word. I go, all words are made up. Made up. All words are made up. They, they've all, they've had evolution. Now it's not a correct, it's, it's, I mean, gr right. grammatically, it's not correct at all. Um, but that's why Regardless I say. Regardless of what you think. Right. <laughs> But that's why I say the title of the show is a radio regardless. It's your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, which is the right. definition of the word irregardless. Ah. Yes. And that's why every single show before I do the bumper music, I find clips and I have little ir irregardless. Somebody's using the word irregardless. Oh, nice, sentence. nice. So, that's cool. You're judging them up from the... Yeah. Well, believe me, there's much more than you think there would be. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sure. I mean, there's a ton. It's just funny you listen to, you know, enough, you know, news and radio and stuff and just constantly hear people like, well, that was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've got uh, I'm, I've got a whole bunch more coming up before the end of the year. Nice. But anything from... Uh, they've done it on CNN and Fox. Politicians have used it. It's been in movies and television shows. Um, you know, it, you know, comedy sketches, things like that. But it's just a word, baby. That's why I do it. It's just a word. Excellent. But I'll tell you what. There's a game that I've. Uh, okay. There's a game that I'd like to play with you, and I'm trying to think if. I, oh, there it is. Um, this is a game I've only played um, twice, and the other comics have gotten it. Where okay. um, you you know, of course, that Boston is a huge a huge pot of uh, 
comics that have made it to the big screen. Um, Correct. You know, and in the past, I think we've had, uh, I'm trying to think uh, who we've had. I, I I don't want to tell you because I may give away this game when I tell you. But a lot of comics have actually made it to the big screen, and Boston Correct. comics in particular. So I'm going to play a game with you called Boston, You're My Home, where I list all the movies that this comic has been in from the yep. beginning to the end. Uh, this next comic, I will tell you, he's been in a few TV shows before his first movie. Uh, but I yep. can only do the movies because that's the rules of my particular game. So, okay. So the clip is about a minute and a half long, and I go through it. And uh, you see, I think the best we've done is, uh, I think Steve Bjork got it on one clue. Um, okay. I think... Uh, so when I, when I get the answer, do I yell it out? Do yeah. There's no, no for me to hear that. No, you I, just... I'm in the car so I can hit the horn. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. no, just say who you think it is. So here we go. It's a quick game. It's real quick. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. I think Greg's ready to play. And ladies and gentlemen of the uh, of the the uh, online world on the chat line, if you know it, feel free to chat it in. Cause see if you can beat Greg on this particular thing. Here we go. Here we go. 2010, date night as Detective Walsh. 2012, Stand Up Guys. That's as two. Larry. That's two. 2013, The Heat as Mark Mullins. Mm. 2014, Walk of Shame as Officer Walter. Walk of Shame. Walk of Shame. 2014, Zombievers as <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> So it was 2010, Date Night, he played Detective Walsh. 2012, Stand Up Guys, played Larry. 2013, The Heat, played Mark Mullins. 2014, Walk of Shame. Uh, Walk of Shame played Officer Walter. And in 2014, a brand new movie called Zombievers, where they're beavers, but they're zombies, apparently. And he played, uh, uh, in jo he played uh, Joseph. This one's really tricky. I will Billy give you Burr? some. I will give who? Billy Burr. Billy Burr is the correct answer. Oh, nice. Billy Burr, yes, or as nice. he just goes by now, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. <laughs> he just goes by Bill. Yeah, the uh, the volume was very low on that. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm sorry. The volume was very low on that. But yes, Bill Burr was on. He was also uh, he's done guest spots on the New Girl, and uh, remember two guys, a girl, in a pizza shop. Oh, which gen yeah. which then changed its line to um, two guys and a girl, which well, plus, later then, then it, it changed. Townies. To, yep, it was townies. He was on, and uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza shop changed to two guys and a girl, which later changed it to two girls and a cup. So that's the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, two girls, one cup. That's the. Two, that's two the, girls, the, one cup. Nobody ever watches. Two that. girls, one coffee cup. Two girls and a, yes, it was a Dunkin' Donuts. Two girls. One Dunkin' Donuts cup. <laughs> but you got that, so I'm very... What you, is that? What is that? A very impressed. What, what is that? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Greg. Here we go. I'm telling you, we'll play one more game quick with the audience because the audience is actually very good on a lot of these did, things. Did, did anybody get that before me? No, that's the first time I've played that <laughs> one. Yes. Yeah. 
So you got you got Bill Burr. Yeah, we've played in the past. Uh, let's see. Uh, where's Boston here? My home. In the past, uh, um, Tony V and Dennis Leary. Oh yeah, sure. So there you go. So uh, let me change this. Done. There we go. And I'm going to move that on. And how come this doesn't work? Oh, there we go. Why is that? Oh, it's done. That's why. That's why. I got to put the three in there. There we go. So I'll tell you what. You're gonna. I'm gonna let you play a quick game with the audience right now. And this is one of my sweet. What? Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> this is one of my favorite games. This game's okay. called Shut Up. <laughs> Nice. Where I play a clip from a movie of somebody telling somebody else to shut up, and you have to shut guess. Up. All you got to do is guess the movie title, not the actor, not the character, just okay. the movie title. And I'll tell you, you're playing against the audience, and I have uh, right now six people on the chat line. Nice. So <laughs> yes, uh, Ronald Olson said beavers and zombies are zombies with beavers. No, it was it was actually beavers that are zombies that's what yeah, it is beaver zombies it was right. it was zombiever is what the name of the movie is right and bill it's burr woman, it's, he, it's not a woman with a with a brain eating beaver no <laughs> no you know what it, you know what it probably is it's probably a bill burr actually uh, changing his management <laughs> that's what it is right there he's like i got you this great movie it's about zombie beavers I don't think I want it. You heard about Sharknado? You gotta love beavers that are zombies. <laughs> <It's> fucking... <laughs> so we're going to play Shut Up. Don't you, don't you realize what Attack of the Kilometers did to Jack Riley's career? Come on. Who? <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. You're going to play Shut Up. Now, the audience has a slight problem with delays tonight, so you might have a tactical advantage. Um uh-huh. So I'm going to play the clip, and you probably haven't. So as soon as you know it, just yell it out, but they have to type it in. So you're playing against. Am I, am I playing against the audience and the NSA? No. <laughs> and the, the, NSA, the NAACP and the NSA and the NRA and the uh, NHL. So, But the you're NHL. playing against uh, six other players, and if they get to the right. answer first, you lose. So let's try this. Okay. Here we go. They're all a little slow, it seems. Yes, here we go. Here's the first clip. McLean, what the hell you think you're doing out there? I'm playing John Wayne. How'd you like to spend the rest of the night in a cell? Lorenzo, shut the fuck up and do something useful. <laughs> oh, Brendan got it right off the bat. Yeah. He calls it Die Hard 2, but then he reads, he said hard. Yes. So, Brendan, you got it right. So sorry to <laughs> interrupt. Proceed. I'm a loser. Yes. You, now, you still, believe me, they're really, they, even with the delay, they're kind of insane when they play. Here's the next one. You'll get this one. Shut up, you American. You always talk, you Americans. You talk and you talk and you say, let me tell you something and I just want to say this. Well, you're dead now, <laughs> so shut up. <laughs> Very obscure reference. Die hard? <laughs> <laughs> Are you still on a delay, Greg? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just repeating the, the original answer. <laughs> hey, I'll play it again because the audience hasn't got yet. Kim Santo sim- seems to think she knows it. Here we go. Shut, Shut up. up, you American. You always oh, talk, you Americans. You talk and you talk and you say, let me tell you something. And I just want to say this. Well, you're dead, dead now, so, so shut up. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. 
Um, yep. You actually were doing a voice from this comedy team earlier, and it's one of their most famous movies. Uh, Cheech and Chong. No, you didn't do a Cheech and Chong voice. I know. I'm, I'm just. Uh... You did the the English. We were talking about the English accents. Oh, Monty Python. Yeah, and the famous movie it is. Uh, is it uh, the meaning of life? It is the meaning of life. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Woohoo! Please continue. Let's. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so now everybody's writing in meaning of life at this point, so they lose. So you are you're tied up one to one. This one's really All tricky. Right. This one's super tricky. Shut the fuck up. You want me to help you, Linda? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You need to sober up. Now you must really shut the fuck up. Now, please shut the fuck up. Linda. I have to go. Let me call you a car, Linda. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Mm. Oh, we got a car that, alarm going uh, off. Chariots of fire. <laughs> you're so close. You're so close. The documentary about Mother Teresa? No. Is it, yeah, Mother Teresa in the early years. <laughs> we're, instead of blessing everybody, she just told everybody, shut the fuck up. That's it, Eric. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a hint. It is a kind of tree and a kind of flower. Um, the The name of the movie is a kind of a tree and a kind of a flower. Um, mostly in the New Orleans area. Um, oh, uh, Steel Magnolias? Close. I would separate that out a little bit. No, it's not Joy Luck Club. Stop it. <laughs> Everybody puts in Joy Luck Club. <laughs> Joy Luck Club. It was not Steel Magnolias. But close. I'll tell you what, it would be one. It would be just one. And Steel it, magnolia? It, but it wouldn't be made out of anything. Oh, magnolia? It is magnolia after oh, much sorry. coaxing. Did I break your concentration? <laughs> Please, continue. After much coaxing, you have two. <laughs> it was magnolia. Who was the, who was the actress? Um, that was, uh, oh, Cody my God, uh, the redhead from um, Boogie Nights. She was also in the second uh, Hannibal movie. Brendan, you know that. You know her oh, name. Oh, 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 fuck. I can see her face. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was also in a movie with Steve Carell that I just saw pretty recently. Uh, it was very oh, good. Shit. Well, she cheats on Julianna Julie, Moore. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. That's right. Kim Santo got that. Brennan got that. See, I'm telling you, you just go, what was the name of that guy who was in that movie with that other girl? And they fucking know everything. <laughs> <laughs> They're like idiot savant. They're like human shazams for everything. <laughs> All right. Now you have two and the audience has one. So you got to get this one. I can't help you with this one at all. Here we go. You. Just had shut up. Shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. You had me at hello. <laughs> you got it. Come on, Greg, get this before the audience. The good, the goodbye girl. What? <laughs> that was last week's. <laughs> you had me at hello. Shut up. Shut up. You had me at hello. You know, it was, it was you complete me. <laughs> oh. Uh... The audience still hasn't got it. Top Gun? What? Close. The guy who was in Top Gun is also in that movie. Oh, it's about fucking Irish immigrants or something. No, it's, no, it? it's not. No, it's not. Oh. It's not what Harry met Sally. 
either. The audience <laughs> is just taking the, the audience is just fucking throwing shit out at this point. No, it was Tom Cruise who played that. Uh, the, the, the show me the money. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, what the fuck? Oh, Kim Santo got it. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to give this to you, Greg. Because you're yeah. wrong. So shut up. <laughs> so the audience has two, and you have two. So I was hoping that we wouldn't have to go all the way to a tiebreaker, but we are. Tiebreaker. What, what, what movie is that? That was from Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire, right? Yes. All right. This one is it. I'm not helping anybody with anything. I will tell you this. <laughs> it's a really good movie. Uh, here we go. Maybe I should go up the middle, sir. The way you run, I don't think so. Maybe I should go left, sir. Maybe you should shut up. <laughs> I'll play it again. Maybe I should go up the middle, sir. The way you run, I don't think so. Maybe I should go left, sir. Maybe you should shut up. <laughs> Maybe I should. Uh, longest, longest yard? No, but no, but actually, Brendan thought it was Rudy as well. Not a football movie. Not, not a football mm. movie. War movie. Oh. Um, oh come on. Not full metal jacket. No, not full metal jacket either. Not apocalypse now. But World War Two. Uh, oh, Kim Santo got it. Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Oh. So sorry <laughs> to interrupt. So that's what you get, audience. You beat my guest. And, of course, uh, Greg, you get this. Damn. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> the audience is now taunting you. It's dope. Bam. It's like it's Saving Ryan's Privates. No, that's a completely yeah. different movie. Hey, Anyone wants to mix it up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Toyota in a parking lot outside of a Rite Aid and milk in the <laughs> Come and get me. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tabulate those scores. It's not going to take long. So, in fact, when we come back, I'll, I'll have a three to two. I'll have a winner for that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. Hey, this is Ryan Gartley. You're listening to Radio Irregardless. I was on the show. Can you believe it? My wife farted the other night in bed, rolled over, and punched me in the head. This was slightly better. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. All right. So anyhow, yeah, trying to, uh, trying to quit all the vices, trying to quit the cigarettes and, uh, and all those other things. I, uh, 
quit the uh, 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 drinking years ago. I used to start to drink a lot back when I was a young guy, and I'd go to school and actually uh, drink. So anybody watching, uh, kids, don't do this because it was bad. I would get drunk, try to do my homework, study, and uh, fall asleep and screw up. Uh, and the final straw for me was when I uh, went home and uh, studied the preamble of the Constitution. The homework assignment was study the preamble, got home, uh, got hammered, went to school, and it came out like this. We, the people of the United States of America, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish. This is the famous Budweiser beer. <laughs> we know of no brand produced by any of the brew, which costs so much to brew and age. Our exclusive beetroot aging produces a taste of smoothness and a drinkability you'll find in no other beer at any price. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my wonderful guest doing some stand-up at the Steve Katzo Show, Mr. Greg yeah. Bogus. Uh, Greg, you and actually, how many times have you been on the Katzo Show? I've been on it uh, once as a, as a comic and then a, a, a couple of times as a warm-up comic and also as uh, kind of like a, uh, I filled in for his dad one time. His dad was out six. <laughs> he had me be his dad. Really? And then ber- berated me. For not really being his dad, yeah, it was funny. I was, I actually had, uh, I was talking it because uh, Mike Katrobas actually books that out, and uh, Mike K. And I had, uh, I had a booking, and then he had to cancel it because Steve was sick, and then, uh, yeah. then I had another booking, and then I had to cancel it because I had a different gig. I wasn't going to be out of town, <laughs> so I have yet to be back there. But I'm looking forward to it because it, it's, it looks like it's such a good time. Yeah, he does a wonderful job. You know, he's got he's really like a uh, laid back. He's got a, a huge, uh, you know, volunteer crew that works there. And, you mm-hmm. know, they 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 really get their, uh, you know, professional uh, uh, shit together. Shit together. You, know? you can say that. They get their shit together. They get their yeah, shit together. They get their shit together. And uh, and Steve's nice. He's nice for a Greek boy. Um, and he's not any relation to the uh, Demolis family, but, oh. which is good. Because I believe that they're going to start lobbing fucking mortars at each other. Oh, here's, the, here's the thing. I think uh, two things. I think uh, I think the, I think Palestinians and, and uh, Jews are going to get together quicker than the Demoulis brothers. Than the Mullahs brothers. And the For second anybody who doesn't know, the Demoulis is there's, so there's a regional chain. There's like seventy odd stores uh, called Market Basket. Originally called the Mullahs. It was the name of this, you know, Market the old man Basket. Market Basket. The Market Basket. And, uh, and so apparently the, the, it's a very, very well-run place. It's kind of like non-flashy, but I think that they pay their employees well. They give them like, uh, what is that, like profit sharing and all that kind of shit. Yeah. And, and, and so these are these like two, two, and this is how it always works, right? You have, uh, you have like the grandfather starts the company and then like the next generation takes it over and then finally the next generation blows it to fucking smithereens <laughs> and fucking, you know, it uses the the, the residuals all, of the of that hard earned business to fucking smoke crack. Yeah, and, all great and, legacies uh, fall apart like that. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like the third generation of the Moolises that are running it, and there's two cousins I think, RDT and RDS, and all the workers love this RDT guy because he's I think has been the guy that's run it. But there was some kind of a feud amongst his like nine or ten shareholders, and one shareholder went to the other side instead of the other, so they basically pushed out. 
Artie Team DeMoulis in favor of RDS, and everybody hates RDS DeMoulis. So every time we drive by the DeMoulis store around here, there's, there's, you know, 60 people outside with placards protesting him. So it's, like I said, it's my feeling that the, 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 the guy that, that's, that seems to be the putz is going to now bleed the company dry and then sell it to, you know, whatever, whatever store fucking China decides <laughs> Stop to break. Stop it. Well, you know, Shaw's is going, hey, guys, we're still oh, open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I know. They're, they're, they're bringing in my, my folk trip to Shaw's. I'm like, yeah, we just brought in some workers from like Vermont and, and, and New yeah. York because, because of the additional work. I'm like, wow. Yeah, there's tons of, tons of so. shit going on. Well, John David had this really funny joke. He said, John David. John David, he, John he goes, David. He, he, I guess he wrote it on the way over. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, it's, he goes, you can get yeah. 50, you can get fifty gallons of fucking radioactive material out of Iraq, but you can't easier than you can get a dozen eggs out of the Moolahs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Oh, Johnny, Johnny, yeah. Johnny, he's a funny dude. Man. Well, you know, speaking of, speaking of John David and the lobster pound and all the things. Oh, by the way, uh, you lost in that game. I have to officially say the scores. Uh, it took me time yeah, to. Whatever. You lost uh, by by only the slightest of margins. By only one. Not bad against the audience. Um, but before we let you go, Greg, uh, I love to do this with all my guests. I love to do the best yeah. gig and the worst gig stories. And you've been doing it uh, a, a long time. Um, so the best gigs and the worst gigs, there must be a lot of both. So take a second. Hello. Take a second. And please, would you tell me and my listening audience um, your best gig and your worst gig? And please start with the best because the best gigs are going to make us go, oh, and the worst gigs going to make our laugh our asses off. So, right, so. right. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, uh, and you, you can know, pick you can gigs, pick a few. You don't have to just stay on a, one. Yeah, yeah, there's like a ton of them. Like anytime you do a theater, it's kind of a good gig. So even if it's like a small theater, they've got a green room. They've got a fucking bowl with almonds in it <laughs> and, and some, you know, like, like a Perrier and a coffee machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so those are nice. And, and people who go to theaters know how to watch a show, which means they shut the fuck up and watch the people <laughs> perform and listen to them. Yep. And then when they're done telling a joke, they laugh and then they clap sometimes. <laughs> and then they shut up and they listen to you again. And then when you're done telling a joke, they clap and laugh and sometimes clap and laugh a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So I've done, you know, a number of theaters and stuff over the years. Um, and those have always been pretty good. The Capitol Theater in Concord. Uh, uh, there was one down in Connecticut I did with Chance a couple of years ago, Chance Langton. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, I did a, I did a, an N.A. thing with Dick Doherty years ago. and just opened for him. I did like 15 minutes in front of 1,000 people. And then we were just nice. like, it was like a, a NAA crowd. And so just like, oh, even though, you know, I wasn't that well developed in my act, it was like, oh, you keep coming back. You're, you're so, such a good person. You know, it was all like that positive reinforcement from the crowd, which was great. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, like I said, I was, I was you know, just a, a fledgling comic. Uh, the worst gigs, well, I, I, I agreed to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good and, story whatever, when you yeah, said, you, I agreed, agreed to do it. <laughs> agreed to do this, right? And so, so anyhow, and the, my compensation thing was a twenty dollars gift certificate to to Windows, which is the you know the restaurant run by the fucking high school. What? So, what? Wait, what? <laughs> so that was the, that was my. You you agreed to do the gig for a twenty dollars gift certificate to a restaurant called Windows. Right, because the school has a you know like a culinary program, 
and it's actually it's actually a very good restaurant. I've actually so if you're in Milford, New Hampshire during the school year, is this a college gig? No, no, no. It was it was it was a uh, <laughs> what the hell was it called? Uh, it was career day. So one of my <laughs> old high school buddies said, "I want you to do career day." And it wasn't. And the thing is, it was for middle school. So it wasn't even like high school. It was middle school. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, and so you know, whatever. I'm a comic. Stay in school, I'm kids. I'm, I'm not a fucking. You know, I, I'm, I, although was I, I, like last year, I bumped into one of my folks' friends, very dear but older guy. And he said, you know, oh, say hi to you here. He's got the French accent. Say hi to the parents and and, and uh, tell them they're very good. Uh, and how are you doing? Are you still doing the puppet shows? <laughs> oh my God! I've been not even demoted to a prop comic. I'm a fucking puppet act. So, so anyhow, so my friend Steve, he said that I was like, wait, oh my God! Wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute! You gotta let me get shows. you. Gotta let me catch. <laughs> He said, he said fucking puppet shows. You, you got to slow oh, down a second. God. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, there's so I much. Really should just, oh I my should God. start doing puppet shows. You, she, the, who, is the French guy, who is the French guy that come up to you? To start with. Who's the French? Where did he come from? Who's the he, French? He like, I saw him like outside, of oh. a, it was like outside of a convenience store, the town hall, or something like that. Oh, it's just and a random guy. Him, just a random, you know, the guy <laughs> who literally lives up the street from my folks' house. And so, you know, when my family first moved in, you know, he, he helped, you know, uh, he helped one of the guys build a fireplace. And I was very sweet, <laughs> lovely couple, you know what I mean? You know, uh, Franco-Americans, French-Americans from yeah. years gone by. But uh, <laughs> 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 I'm still doing the puppet shows. I was like, oh, I'm Yeah. <laughs> I've I've had people say, "Are you still doing uh, your skits? Are you doing your yeah, little skits? Your, your little you skits? You doing your, your jokes? Sketches? Nobody's are ever you listening. <laughs> no. Are you taking notes to your sketches when you're talking to me? Uh, no, not really. You boring fucking douche. <laughs> no, but uh, nobody's ever accused me of doing a puppet show. Puppet <laughs> <laughs> show. I was like, oh my god, that's, that's the worse. best story. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a, so. Anyhow, so oh. I got convinced to do career day. Oh wait a minute! I forgot. I forgot you weren't even finished with the story. Right. So I I was I did career day for a middle school, and I just did not realize how insufferable. You know, well, first of all, I I, I didn't realize I thought it was gonna be like in a classroom. You know what I mean? Like whatever, you know, like thirty kids. Yeah. And, you know, I could just be kind. Of, well, they, you know, oh no, they're gonna have an assembly in the fucking auditorium. And it's going to be the entire, you know. <laughs> Student body. Six, uh, I think it was like 6th, 7th, it, it was either like all of the kids from 6th, 7th, 8th grade or all the kids from 7th or 8th grade. or something. So it was like a couple of hundred kids. And they're, or whatever, they're all, you know, like, you know, just pubescent fucking punks, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And, and so I think that, like, the principal was, you know, oh, God, this guy's going to drop the C-bomb or fucking, you know, <laughs> you know do something, you know, and, 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 and I'm going to regret ever fucking saying that he could Whoa. do the show. So, I, so that whole thing was going through my mind. What's he worried uh, about? Then, you, you do puppets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kid, I'm going to throw it with my puppet act. <laughs> so, so, um... And then, so I opened it up to, to fucking questions, and, and every kid was a fucking moron. Are you famous? 
I am are famous. You, are you fam- kids, I told you I was an extra in Fever Pitch, okay? That's about as close <laughs> to fame as I'm probably going to get. Oh, my God. You see me drinking a beer next to fucking Drew Barrymore <laughs> for, you know, one thirtieth of a second, two different times in the movie, okay? You can see my ball spot in the church pew with the Boondock Saints. And, uh, you know, I was a butcher for a fucking shop and save, you know, for a commercial back in the 80s. And, oh, my God. Uh, the Bernie and Phil commercial, you know? Oh uh, and sure, they would just keep on. Are you famous? Uh, who was that? Uh, oh, oh God, you insufferable, horrible, fucking moron kids. Oh. When I I so actually was, I actually I got to do a career day. My worst gig. I actually did a career day. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did, and everybody yeah. like everybody was. It wasn't as bad as that because I had a classroom. I didn't. Um, I didn't do yeah. that. I mean, yeah, and so so it's it's one thing it's one thing to have whatever you know. 60 pairs of, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, lifeless, non-caring fucking <laughs> eyes, you know, drifting off. It's another thing to have about, you know, 1,500 of them, you know, boring holes. So you're like, oh, God. Do they ask you if you know Dane Cook? I got that question you, a lot. Do you know Dane Cook? You know, uh, and, you know, you're like, six. <laughs> you know, who do you, who, what comedians do you like? And I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, God, anybody that I will mention might as well be Millard fucking Fillmore. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, George, you know, George Carlin, who, you know, didn't he sign the Declaration of Independence? George, George, George Benedict Shaw. George oh, ben- my God. <laughs> Cato the Elder. Pliny <laughs> the Younger. Cato. Yeah. So, That's a so great, it was, that's a, it so was now you know, brutal. now you know when you do career days, you got to break so out the I, puppets. I do have a, a, a great appreciation now for people that work with, and especially like kind of that age, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, they're not quite like, you know what I mean? Like free to, to, to be, you know, like, you know, the, you, when you're in high school, I think you're a little bit more kind of open-minded and maybe even if, even if you're like callous or don't give a shit, you're still like. Giving you you're giving a care as opposed to just like oh whatever Mr. Yeah. Fat Guy please finish please finish and get out of here I've got a I've got a pimple I want to go pop oh god. Uh, oh my god I and then that, so there was that and then there was a gig I did out in uh, in Calais, Maine for uh, 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 rent a comic uh, North Shore comedy for Rob Steen and it was uh, if you don't know where Calais, Maine I, is look up on the map it's the very Calus. eastern point of the United States I've been there and. And yeah, and 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 so you got to go to Bangor and then go across this, you know, two lane road all the way to Callis. Well, if you, it was a blizzard, <laughs> and so we pulled over to ask the, the person at the beginning of the of the path how long to Callis. She says, "Oh, you never driven to Callis in the snow." I was like, "No." She says, "Oh, you're talking probably five hours." I'm like, "What?" You know, and we thought we were leaving early, you know, with three hours to go, you know. And this was a pre-phone day, pre-cell phone day. So literally, you drive, you know, you know, for an hour, and then find a cell, a, a payphone, and call and say, "Hey, we're still on our way. We're not dead." So we got there like an hour late, and the and the, and the motor in was packed with a hundred, you know, fifty, two hundred people. Yeah. And and we the 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 guy looked at us. Oh my God, you guys, go splash some water in your face. I'm like, you guys look like you're ready to fucking have a coronary. <laughs> so we did that. And then took the stage, and, and some guy said, "We stayed this long because we thought you were going to die on the way here." <laughs> <laughs> and it was literally—I'm like, every time we track a trail truck and go by, and almost knocked off the road. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a total, total nightmare. Shitty road, you know. Just, 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 just but the audience—how was the audience? The audience was good. And, they, and, 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 and when I went to pull in, there was so much snow that it covered the curb. 
So I drove right into the fucking curb. Oh, my God. Bang. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the crowd was great, and it ended up being a good night. And then it was like some local who had, like, a you know shitty limo from, like, the late 80s. So he took us out <laughs> smoking weed and, you know, for a limo ride around Callis, Maine, which is, you know, about the size of uh, Mayberry. <laughs> so... <laughs> People like, Dog. who's in that limo? <laughs> yeah, they, we've been in the limo. They asked you to roll down the window and ask you what famous comics you know. <laughs> <laughs> in the future, I'll be on Mark Stelina's show. Yeah, do you do puppets? <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> puppets. Uh, you're still doing the puppet shows? Jesus. Oh, God, was that demoralizing? Uh, well, Greg, I'll tell you that was uh, that was probably one of the best stories I've ever heard between the guy asking you about puppets and fucking career day. Uh, yeah, it was just awful. fantastic. So, Greg, where you uh, where you gonna be at this weekend? You you uh, gigging anywhere this weekend? Uh, what do I have going on this weekend? I've got uh, I'm actually doing like a taking a class on forestry, which is kind of fucked up. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Do you say a class in forestry or puppetry? Puppetry. (laughs) Puppetry of the forest. Puppetry. Um, Oh, God. uh, Every time I see you, I'm going to say that. Every time I see you, I'm going to go. Are you doing the puppets? If anybody's up in northern New Hampshire, I'll be at uh, Gene's Playhouse in Lincoln, New Hampshire on uh, August 31st. It'll be me and Carolyn Palmer and Dave Russo. Nice. Yeah, and that the Jeans Playhouse is run, has has a run of uh, uh, the, the version of Spamalot there, the the Monty Python one. Oh. So I think King Arthur's played by a guy named Scott Severance, who's a friend of mine. Uh, so it looks like that's going to be really good. So I'm going to get up there this week or next week and see uh, see that. And I'm going to be there at the end, uh, and I'll be at the uh, Milford Pumpkin Festival, hosting the talent show on uh, October 11th. The what? The uh, what? Hold on, slow down. The, Mil- the, 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 the Milford Great Pumpkin Festival. The Milford it's, Great Pumpkin yeah, Mil- Festival. Milford, New Hampshire has a pumpkin festival every year. It's got this very, very picturesque uh, town common with a gazebo, and and uh, you know it looks like something out of Back to the Future. Very very old. <laughs> Kind of uh, you know, quaint New England town, stone bridges and and, and, uh, and I love Mil- I like yeah. Milford a lot. Yeah, and so they have uh, they have this pumpkin festival with you know whatever you know funnel cakes and all that horseshit and and pumpkin <laughs> big you know big big fat pumpkin contests and yada 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 the comedy uh, a talent show I host a talent show and uh, and I think this year I'm going to have like another comic do the closing twenty minutes because. Uh, I'd much rather just uh, eat pizza and watch the guys do the tallying instead of having to do a closing set. (laughs) Well, let me know if you need anybody up there for the uh, talent show. um, Because when is it? It's in, it's in October, October. Okay. Is it, is, is it on Thursdays or what? I think it's a Saturday. Look, so I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Yeah, it is a Saturday. I'm actually open and I got plenty of time to practice my puppet act. So I get it. <laughs> and it pays you get a twenty dollar gift certificate for Windows. <laughs> Windows. <laughs> oh my God, Greg! It's been a pleasure having you on the uh, on the on the ra- on Radio Airgolas, man. It's been fantastic actually catching Thanks. up with you. Uh, I hope I I Appreciate hope I get to see you up in. Uh, I'm going to be at Smuggler's Notch. Hopefully, I don't know if you got any oh, gigs nice. up there. Yeah, I, I was there earlier earlier this year. It was and it was awesome. I really think it's becoming a the crowd is becoming a comedy crowd, you know. Yeah, it's later in the season, years, it just it gets bigger and bigger, and yeah, 
But if you're not up so, there, I'll, I'm sure I'll see you around. But, man, thanks so much for coming on Radio Are, Radio are you going to be up at Old Orchard Beach? Uh, no, that gig's gone. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they canceled oh, really? that. Otherwise, I would have been oh. up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Did uh, Did you get your cancellation notice? I, I think I, I got mine in early. So. Well, so I got my set in early there. So. Well, I don't well hey, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. All right, man. I'll talk to you. I, I will definitely see you around the playground. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Bogus, everybody. Thank you very much, Greg. B-O-G-G-I-S. You can find me on Facebook, Greg Bogus. Uh, look me up. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, oh, find yeah. you and then stalk you. Oh, yeah. I already I put all that in. Even your old website, which looks like a nice. dom- looked like, like domain that got canceled out of it because the scheduling isn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 504 error. Cool. So, all right, Greg. Thanks so much, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Peace. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Greg Bogus. How fucking funny was that story? <laughs> People think we make this up. This doesn't. We don't make this up. <clears throat> all right. Ladies and gentlemen, clock of the wall says it's time to go. I will tell you this. I am actually off this weekend, a very well-deserved uh, weekend off. And uh, when we come back in two weeks, uh, no, sorry, next week, um, my guest will be Raf, Ralph Joyal, otherwise known as Ralphie J, coming back on August 6th. It's our last show of July. Only three weeks left to the one-year anniversary show. Guys, spread it around. Keep everybody listening to Radio Regardless. Come back and see me, MarkScalia.com. This has been Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying Radio Air Regardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the term irregardless shall be sent to a work camp.